You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand Welcome to From the Bleachers, a bleak episode of From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Now, as we all know, recording this on Wednesday. So by the time you're listening to this, we could have a new head coach. But right now, Doug Peterson is gone. A thought, even just a year ago, unimaginable, right? Three years ago... Recording this Wednesday the 13th, the 13th of January, three years ago today, the Eagles were playing in the divisional round of the playoffs at home. Nick Foles, that quarterback against the Atlanta Falcons, pulled this emotionally gripping 15-10 win, their goal line stand at the end of the game, up in the second level of the link, losing my mind, running up and down the stairs in my section, jumping on people, high-fiving people, hugging people I don't even know. All that goodwill we felt then, just three years later has evaporated. Doug is gone. Howie, still here. Jeffrey Lurie, increasingly becoming a problem in this organization. The more I see of Jeff, the more I hear of Jeff, his press conference Monday afternoon was an embarrassment. Absolutely an embarrassment. I just felt worse as an Eagles fan Listening to that and watching, first of all, it was 4 o'clock press conference, he came a half hour late. Nice going, pal. Really getting this next era of Eagles football off on the right note, huh? And it seems that Lori has been meddling further and further into football affairs over the last couple of years than he had previously. And it seems that he's the reason, more so than maybe anyone else, even Howie, that Doug is gone. And really, he's an enabler. He's an enabler of Howie Roseman's incompetence. Everyone wants to blame Howie. Howie stinks. Howie sucks. Fire Roseman. Fire Howie. Get him out of here. One-way ticket to Siberia. But it starts at the top. Look across the street at the sports complex, the Phillies. It starts from the top with John Middleton and goes from there. He's the reason this team is what it is. Across the street at the Wells Fargo Center, Josh Harris, before he fell backwards into Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers, the Brian Colangelo-Elton Brand eras almost completely eroded what was promised to be the best young core in the NBA with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and all these pieces and draft picks. Now, they've read the ship a little bit with Maury and, and Doc here now, and Embiid's having an MVP caliber season. He should be the NBA MVP. But we blame those owners a ton compared to the way we blame Jeffrey Lurie. 
And it starts at the top, though. Lori is attached to Roseman, his golden boy. What is he? Howie's surrogate father? It seems odd. Howie will be overseeing his third head coaching hire in eight years this offseason, this month, in the coming weeks. The Steelers, a beacon of stability in NFL history, have had just three coaches since 1969. My parents were born in 1969. As long as they've been alive, the Steelers have had three coaches. Since I, I was a freshman in college, the Eagles are, are about to be on their third coach. That's the situation we're dealing with right now. And it'll be the fourth coach overall that Roseman has worked with. He outsurvived Andy Reid, Tom Heckard, Joe Banner, Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson. All these guys, mostly in the case of Reed and Peterson, have reached the pinnacle of professional sports in their respective positions. Andy Reid, a top 10 coach of all time, certainly. Maybe a top 5 coach. Maybe second to only Bill Walsh as the greatest offensive mastermind of all time. Howie Roseman beat that guy in a power struggle. Yeah, maybe it was best for both parties to move on uh, between Andy and the Eagles after the disastrous 4-12-2012 season. And Andy probably needed that rebirth a little bit. Because of that drafting of Donovan McNabb, because of the hiring of Jim Johnson as defensive coordinator and feeling the back end of that secondary, back end of that defense, with Hall of Fame caliber talent, it was easy for Lurie to back off. Andy illustrated that he knew what he was doing. And as his tenure grew, he only had increasingly say over personnel and roster decisions. Rightfully so. So when you're winning 10-11 games every year for a decade plus, it's easy for the owner to be hands-off. And to let things play out. But as we're seeing now, after a 4-11-1 campaign, the worst Eagles season since that 2012 season, record-wise, Lurie, he's back into this. He's meddling. And maybe it's taken a bigger role in terms of the team's personnel, draft picks, free agency signings over the last couple of years then maybe we want to admit. We think of Jeff Fluria as this owner who's willing to spend a ton of money, and he is. He helped deliver the Eagles a Super Bowl. Coincidentally, he bought the Eagles on the day I was born, May 6, 1994. I always thought that was a fun nugget. But I'm growing increasingly dissatisfied with the organizational dynamics of the Eagles from the top down, Lurie to Roseman. And I can't be confident in the next head coach they hire, whether it's Brian Dabble, Lincoln Riley, Deuce Staley, Mike Kafka, Eric Bieniemy, Because with those two guys in place, I don't feel great about the future prospects of this franchise. Yeah, I'm mad about Lurie 
and Howie. But more so than mad, I'm sad about Doug. When I got that push notification that he was gone, I felt a pit in my stomach. It felt like I was going on through a breakup. You just got that horrible text. Hey, we need to see other people. Hey, I can't do this anymore. Hey, I'm out. That's what it felt like. Punch in the guts. Doug, we had been through it all. Through it all. Carson's rookie year. All those terrible Mike Lombardi comments. The super 2017 season. Every game at the link felt like a three-hour party. Or a nine-hour party if you were hanging out in the parking lot beforehand. It was magical. It was the best of times. It was the best time of my life. If I could live September 2017 to February 2018 on an infinite loop the rest of my life, I would certainly do so. It was my last semester of college. I'd taken a year off. Talk about this in a couple other podcasts and different things. So I got one semester left. Took some time off. Let's finish things off. Commuting to Penn. Not living on campus anymore. And, you know, as I'm taking the bus there and back, as I'm studying the library, I'm listening to Eagles podcast. I'm listening to BGM before I was even a podcaster here. And it was so engrossing the way that offense played. Doug and Frank Reich and Flip had Wentz looking like the league's MVP. The offense was humming. Aguilar looked dynamic. Alshon was this big body touchdown machine. Ertz looked like maybe a top two tight end in the league right then. Future Super Bowl hero. J.I.J.I. comes in. The British import. Like a machine. Him and LeGarrette Blunt. Runaway train. Runaway train. It was magical. And it's all because of Doug Peterson. His play calling, his decision-making, his forwardness to be progressive and to go for it on fourth down all the time, all of these things gave Philadelphia its greatest sports moments ever. It changed lives. It's not hyperbolic to say that. Millions of people, not hundreds, not thousands, millions of people have said, all I want to see before I die is the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. And you know what? We lost some of those people before it happened. Some people didn't get to see the promised land. But for those of us who were lucky to witness it, it's something that we will never forget. It's something that no one can take from us, whether that's Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, the national media, people from all over this country, outside the Philadelphia area. Not anyone, not your boss, not your creditors, not your landlord, not no one can take that away from you, can take that away from us, can take that away from Philadelphia. And it's because of Doug Peterson. I I talk about my own life. I get personal in here a lot of times. You know, a story that's been almost played out to a degree, but uh, I probably talked about this in one of my earlier podcasts. And I live with my girlfriend, Ashley. We met. At the Eagles Super Bowl parade in 2018. Reenacted that VJ Day World War II kiss. Picture in the middle of Broad Street. Went viral. Went on the news to talk about it. And here we are. Nearly three years later. We've been living together for two years. A little over two years now. I found 
the love of my life and my domestic partner because of Doug Peterson. He feels like a family member to me. He feels like my uncle. I wrote about this week, this week and I said the three most important figures in my life are my parents and Doug Peterson. And yeah, that sounds reactionary and crazy. No, just Seamus is too emotional, loves the Eagles too much. This is my life. This is my personal life and has been for 26 years. It's been my professional life for about, what, a half decade or so. This is who I am. This is what the Eagles mean to me. This is what the Eagles have done to me over the course of my life. And it's because of what that special 2018, 2017 season did for me and for millions of people in the area. That night on Broad Street after the you know final whistle blows and that Hail Mary attempt from Brady is incomplete. You know, walking down the street, Rittner Street in South Philly, making my way to Broad and Shunk. I saw people I hadn't seen in years, decades, you know, like a decade or so. And you're hugging them and high-fiving and jumping on them. You know, talking to people you haven't seen in years, fist-pumping people, passing bottles around, passing beers around, popping champagne, crying, hugging, pouring champagne all over yourself, your friends, snapping a million pictures that you'll never forget that'll be hanging up, printed out at your funeral. It was the pinnacle of existence. Doug Peterson called that flea flicker up 24-7 in the second half of the NFC Championship game for a touchdown. All 70,000 people at the link, myself included, elevated to another plane of existence. As I'm sure did millions of people watching on TV that special night, January 21st, 2018. This is... It's probably next week. Maybe I'll do an NFC Championship game throwback podcast next week. Maybe we'll have someone on. We'll talk about how miraculous that that day went from Patrick Robinson to everything that happened to the route to the three-hour party that game was, the second half, you know, chilling uh, in the concourse, passing beers around people, passing around other things that aren't beer. (laughs) And... (laughs) Uh, how magical it was. And I would give... I'm like tearing up a little bit. I would give anything to experience that run again. Like I, I wouldn't want to go in and again knowing what happened. Because that's that's the beauty of it. Is the highs were so high and Carson gets hurt and Foles comes in. And the divisional game against the Falcons is so uneven and rocky. But uh, you know that's the miraculous nature of it all. How... You know, truly an underdog story. Disney, no matter who else, MGM Studios could create a better story than what happened to the Eagles that season in the playoffs and what happened to Philadelphia and Philadelphians everywhere, whether you're here, expats, whatever. Um, If I could just experience that whole run over again, you know, what blood sacrifice do I need to make for that to happen? Uh you know, what's better than watching the Eagles games with the people you've loved your entire life, your family, your friends, and experiencing things that you dreamed about. As a kid, you you wish for, as you were saying, your prayers before bed. As you, you know, BS with your friends 
at the bar drinking a couple of rounds saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm going to be hanging out with these people. I'm going to do this on Broad Street. I'm going to do this at the parade. All those dreams, all those hopes actually came true. Everything we ever wanted for one season, just one season, we got it. No one can take it away from us. No one can take it away from Doug Peterson. Doug, thank you for everything. Thank you for breathing life into me in a moment of time where I needed it so desperately. I had taken so much time off from school. I was 23. You know, got put on academic probation. I, I don't even know the proper terms. Wasn't allowed to go to school for... Had to take like a year and a half off. And... That, that Eagles team was my lifeblood when I could have easily crumbled under the pressures that I was facing, the, the demons I was facing in a way at that point in my life. And I'll just always remember, you know, party with my friends on Fridays and Saturday nights, waking up, going tailgating on Sunday, walking on that length with, a, you know, tens of thousands of others screaming, you know, Liquored up maniacs chanting E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles as we're waiting to get, uh, you know, go through the metal detectors and, you know, have our tickets scanned and all of those things. And, you know, taking that ramp up to the top level or the escalator, high five and that woman that's worked there for as long as I've had season tickets, you know, on the escalator up, screaming, cheering, you know, making animal noises or something, uh, it was, it was truly, I might live another hundred years and I may never experience uh, something to that magnitude that touched my life and touched the lives of everyone in my life and, and led to me to being on this path of this career, uh, to be with my, my girlfriend. I owe it all to the Eagles and I owe it all to Doug Peterson. Why are you such a huge Eagles fan? Why are you... So emotionally invested. You've given everything to the Eagles, Jameis. Well, one time, one time, one season with so many memorable moments. The Eagles did it all for me. Close up real quick here. I'll get into more head coaching stuff in the weeks to come and days to come, I guess. Depending on how quick the Eagles make a move. I'm thinking about maybe doing a mailbag pod next week. Got a couple of ideas brewing, but just real quick. I wanted to make a statement on the Eagles have been interviewing and requesting to interview several defensive coordinators. And even in the case of Jared Mayo, uh, the Patriots inside linebackers coach for their head coaching position, I get wanting to cast a wide net optionality, all these things, get information on people. Maybe Mayo comes on as a defensive coordinator, all these options. But I cannot stress, and it surprises me that they've done even this much to begin with that Lurie's entire tenure has been predicated since the end of the Ray Rhodes era, his first head coaching hire, that it's offensively focused. He knew that when he hired Reed. He knew that when he hired Kelly. He knew that when he hired Peterson to recreate the Reed era, that you always want to be on the forefront of offensive innovation in the NFL, in football. And hiring a defensive coordinator, while that could produce immediate results, the Eagles could have a bounce-back season with a CEO-type executive leading this franchise who brings some stability who writes the ship a little bit but let's say that happens and the eagles hire graham harrell to call plays for them or 
the LaFleur brother that's in San Francisco to call their plays this year. Well, now what if the Eagles go 9-7, and 10-6, and six and have a good season? The quarterback, whether it's Wentz or Hurts or someone new that they draft or trade for or whatever, does well. That offensive coordinator is leaving going elsewhere to be a head coach somewhere else. Then you're, you know, you're churning through offensive signal callers year after year, every two, three years, if you're having that level of success that you want to because of how prized offensive play calling and offensive innovation is in the NFL. If you like a guy so much, let him call your plays, just making your head coach so they can stick around for the long term so that you could create a program that you could have this stretch with whoever is that quarterback, a sustained success. That's what you want to have. The Eagles had it under Reed. They didn't have it under Kelly. They had it momentarily under Peterson, but you want to recreate that once again. Go offense. Um, Lincoln Riley, uh, I'm a little weary of college head coaches. Ryan Day worked under Chip, coincidentally, in Philly. He has some NFL experience, but you know Urban Meyer, I don't think Urban Meyer is going to come here, obviously, but these guys... You know, if Lincoln Riley's here and he thinks Hurts is all of that, you know, that could convince me. But, you know, maybe a Greg Norman, Brian Dabble. These are the guys that interest me most. Mike Kafka uh, seems to be jumping from quarterback coach to, you know, maybe the top with the Chiefs, former Eagles. You know, backup quarterback, of course. The Eagles love their backup quarterbacks as coaches, don't they? Um, go offense. Go forward thinking. Get a guy that can pair with your franchise quarterback, again, whether it's Wentz, Hurts, or someone else entirely, and let's recreate this thing from scratch and get going. Go offense. Defense, too volatile from year to year to have sustained success. Offense, look at the Chiefs, look at the Saints, look at the Packers. It's because of offense. That's it from me, Seamus Clancy. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Seamus underscore Clancy. Follow the BGN Instagram, which I run at Bleeding Green Insta. Be sure to check out my Patreon subscription, Philly Sports Newsletter. Philly Sports Essays Analysis News delivered to your email inbox every Monday through Friday morning. Just two bucks a month. You're completely ripping me off. You're stealing from me when you sign up for this and get this amazing content every weekday morning. Go Birds! I miss you, Doug. I'll miss you forever. Love you, Doug. Love you. Jeff and Howie, go scratch. B-G-N. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. 
That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people.